0: Shit hits different when the violation is close to home. The tweets were racist, ableist, bigoted, transphobic, homophobic, fatphobic, sexist, riddled with misogyny, misogynoir, centered whiteness. Um, They were anti-Semitic. They disregarded mental health, the well-being of others. They mocked and made fun of sexual safety and sexual trauma. They all but said F you to the relationship between a therapist and and their client and, and what you believe is a safe space for you to figure your shit out. They were hateful, full stop. In full transparency, these tweets came out while I was in the midst of dealing with the aftermath of my own mental health crisis. I had just gotten out of the hospital. Um, So I think I'm I'm (laughs) still, like these tweets have me hot. They have me bothered. I'm blown, I'm pissed off. I feel blindsided and confused and sad sad for everyone that was harmed sad for Taylor sad for whatever human being decided like this is what they wanted to spend their time on was going to find these to try and invalidate the work of a black woman while also acknowledging that these hateful ass tweets were written by a black woman. Shit um a black mixed race woman holding space in a disenfranchised light-skinned body that has access to, you know, some semblance of of privilege when it comes to, you know, proximity to whiteness. A human being who has been racially traumatized and likely had a lot of these learned-ass behaviors, hateful-ass behaviors, racist-ass behaviors, ableist-ass behaviors, homophobic-ass behaviors. Um, but all of these learned behaviors that are, are rooted in survivability politic, right? Just trying to get by on what you know how, and what you know, and what you've been taught. Um, and you can only do but so much when you are only subjected to environments um, that center whiteness. And this is an assumption like I don't I don't know where Taylor grew up or who she grew up around or who she had access to. Um, But I do believe the tweets paint a picture of the environment that helps you know, raise, raise the individual. these tweets damn near targeted and violated everybody. Name of marginalization, it probably came up in there. Right, there's probably some shit that, that was missed. Um, 2013, nine years ago, 2011, 2012, 10, 11 years ago, I don't care when it happened, the harm is happening now, right? Because, because now we have to look at an individual who has been such a huge proponent uh, in pursuing change and anti-racism and in building community and valuing everybody. We have that person who knows what it is to, to experience oppression and, and trauma. Uh, we have their bullshit coming out in the middle of them trying to help bring other people's bullshit to the surface. Right? That's the work. That is, that is a lot of the work that Taylor um, does. And so what do we do with that? When somebody on the inside, right? When somebody on the move towards change, when someone like who is down with the people, someone who is one of the people, what do we do when their violation comes up and has harmed people? When it harms you, when it harms the people you, you know, you love, you value, the people who look up to you. And my answer is, I don't know. Okay, um, I think Victoria and I have been pretty transparent in naming that we are not perfect, right? We are all on a path of unlearning. All of our educations have been deficient, right? We ain't better than nobody. I'm still unlearning and unpacking my own internal bias and bigotry and hatred, you know, my own trauma. Uh, And it does not excuse the harms that I've perpetuated on other people. It makes me a little more reflective about them though, right? So my question that I would like to posit is, when we're pursuing equity and justice, liberation and solidarity, when that is our core focus, when our focus is people, centering people, especially centering people who have been directly impacted and harmed by the system of white supremacy that we are, we are living under, what is the nexus of change? Right, what is the shift what light bulb goes off in the head and in the heart that says yo what is this that lives inside of me um, what are y'all doing What is this that lives inside of me that I need to get out of my body because I've been expelling it onto the universe and injecting it into society and it's wrong. Something feels off. Something feels hateful and evil about this. How do I get it out of me? How do I start unlearning it? How do I start unpacking it? How do I start changing? Who do I surround myself with? What lessons did I not have access then or to then that I have access to now that can help me change going forward? What guides, mentors, teachers, facilitators, weavers, storytellers, healers can I surround myself with? Not to say that it is their disenfranchised responsibility to unteach the things I've, like, I've learned um, or to, you know, absolve me of the wrongs that I've committed in the past, but how can I surround myself with them so that I can start seeing what change can look like? What shifts I need to make internally. You know, how can I give myself that healing that I deserve because I cannot hold space for communities if I cannot hold space for myself in valuing the people around me even when they don't look like me. When they don't believe like me. When they are oppressed in different ways than I am familiar with. Um... And this does not excuse past actions. Once again, I'll say that again. We can name this as one of the many ways to move forward. I think this is just as um, riffing here. Um, what, what can we do to use these past actions as a guidepost to inform our way forward? Not to say that this defines who you are as an individual, because it doesn't. Right, That's clearly some light bulb went off, clearly a change has been made and, and um, now it's time for another, you know, evolution of sorts. But how can I look back at this and say, let us not forget from whence we came, from where I've come from, and can it inform how I can be better going forward? There's a Ghana, a, a proverb out of Ghana. I never know if it's Ghanaian or Ghanaian. I don't Either way, proverb or parable out of Ghana called Sankofa, which stands for or means it is not taboo to go back and fetch what is at risk of being left behind. It is not taboo to go back and fetch what is at risk of being left behind. How can Taylor do that here? That's my question. All right, we got we got the apologies. We didn't love the apologies. They, they sucked, they were riddled with Um, (laughs) deflection and defense, they didn't honor everybody that had been harmed, they were prideful, they were angry, they supported and centered the self and ego. We know that. Taylor knows that. Very intelligent human being. um, Who I think is about that action. So now the question is, what are we going to do going forward? I don't know why I keep saying we, but... um, because I didn't, I didn't send the tweets. <laughs> people are acting like I sent the tweets. Um, people are acting like Victoria sent the tweets. People are acting like the Black Chilorettes are the ones that sent that tweet. Uh, but at the, the end of the day, the tweets are out there. They harmed, they hurt, they maimed, they have instilled distrust. And so the action going forward needs to be centered on protecting, amplifying, supporting, uplifting, um, and giving the microphone over to those who are directly impacted by them. That is where I think a lot of healing lives. That's where revolution, I believe, exists and why we don't have access to it because no one is ever trying to be in conversation with the folks that they have hurt. They want to bypass it almost, you know, all together and just move forward. And so I, yeah, I think, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Um, I'm still unpacking. I'm still digesting. I'm really sweaty right now. And the violation once again, like it hits different. Because it is so close to home like right it like feels like it's on the inside to to see this be brought up in bad faith but also to see the pain that it has caused not just to us but like to everyone how can you start centering Asian folks um, how can you start centering disabled people how can you start? Honoring, amplifying, uplifting, and supporting with platform privilege and resources, uh, the LGBTQI plus community. Are these people willing to be in conversation with you about what they think is needed going forward? Right. Same for Black folks um, that have been, you know, harmed by these uh, tweets. Same for um, those who are dealing with issues as they relate to mental health or sexual trauma, sexual safety and the lack thereof. I have so many things to say and my phone is dying, but that is my question, um, is in what ways can we ensure that the next protected space when it comes to like being about that action and going beyond the apology to do the work to shift, um, and better center the work around the people that have been hurt, Um, what are those actions? How do we start dreaming them up? How do we name the need? We are going to talk about this as best we can on the podcast, but this is blowing my heart. Um, And now it's on our page. And this is really hard. And we don't even know Taylor like that, right? Hey, y'all. So, you guys have been waiting. And to be completely honest and transparent, I did not have the capacity to give. Not only because I was living in a space of hurt. felt like I was being re-traumatized in the moment as I was dealing with the aftermath of some shitty shit that's been happening over the last few weeks. Not only because I felt betrayed, blindsided, confused, but also because I was mad. So I went back to my own community, uh, to my friends, my tribe, my peers, my colleagues that work in the change workspace, that work in the advocacy space alongside me. And I asked, what the fuck do I do? How do we hold space for this? How do we hold, a person within our own movement, within our own circle accountable. And I'll leave you with some wisdom that was shared by my good sis, who will remain unnamed, but my good sis who works almost as a process doula. This is what she said to me. Sis, I think we hold space because people evolve. Even some of our greatest pursuants of change, some of our greatest leaders, thinkers, and advocates, have or had a past. Public accountability for folks who are now walking the good walk should be done with love and grace. Not necessarily a call in or a call out, just a space to say, hey, this has surfaced and I wanna let you know what I'm feeling about this. And I don't got any solutions, but can we have an open dialogue? She then went on to say that her biggest fear is something she said in the past will cancel her in the future. And we cannot cancel us black folks. Now, if this person is a white person, well, the grace, if you have the capacity to extend, is different. There's a conversation about the implications of their shortcomings and how it's linked to their privilege and how dangerous and insidious that behavior can be. Which I I actually think it comes in handy here when we're talking about a biracial black woman who has grown up in almost an entirely white environment within a white supremacist structure that we call the United States of America. Now, she said, if I was looking to hold my homie accountable publicly, I should link with somebody who does that work. Victoria and I have to make a decision here as to whether or not that's what we do in this space, right? We're investigating The Bachelor and how it intersects with blackness and how whiteness, (laughs) whiteness as a violence and as a, a weapon, and how white supremacy has a hand in what the show is today, right? And we also talk about activism. And we also talk about The Bachelor. And also this space is hard because the white proximity or the proximity to whiteness that Taylor had access to has colored not only her thoughts, but so many of our thoughts. So many minorities that are disenfranchised and oppressed by white supremacist structures that built us. Right, that have informed the way we engage. So, I had a conversation with Taylor. And there are so many layers and nuances um, that not only don't get hit in the message that you're about to hear, but we can't even like investigate fully in our our private conversations um, or the conversations that I have uh, in the spaces of advocacy for mass incarceration, for community health, for those living in impoverished communities, for policing in schools, for education equity, all of those, right? Sexual uh, reproductive justice and sexual safety. But I think it really boils down to the the question that I was most concerned about is what now? What now are you going to do, now that the fuck ups have happened, what now are you going to do to center the needs of those who have been violated? for the distrust, for the community that you want to serve? How will you better protect them going forward as you continue to do the work that you've been doing? How do you do it some more, right? How do you continue your process of unlearning? And I think that's a question all of us need to reconcile with or reconcile with before we start reconciling with the shit. <laughs> and so I took my time here because this shit is different. Right? Not only because this is a woman of color, not only because this woman of color is a part of this so-called movement towards equity and change, not only in Bachelor Nation, but in the world. And because the way it was unearthed or the reasons behind it, the intention was not to hold someone accountable. It was to get them to shut up for the work that they were already doing. Right, And they had no concern for how it would affect the very communities these tweets targeted. It was, yet again, the policing of a black woman who's trying to be better. And I know what to do with that because I felt offended, I felt targeted, I felt attacked, I felt betrayed. But I do know all of us who felt targeted, all of us who felt attacked, all of us who felt betrayed and blindsided deserve to continually be centered for our needs to be met and heard and i myself because i can only speak for myself we did not send the tweets uh this guilt by association thing for those who have not listened to our podcast before our work is not invalid because of our association with taylor right our work still stands on its own because it's built on its own it hasn't been built by taylor And so my question now is, how can Victoria and I find the means within our own capacity to provide resources and support to the very communities we're working to support? And we're doing it from our lens and our understanding of our blackness, right? So how can we expand ourselves within reason? And how can we start setting boundaries as well? The hope is well not the hope i'm working on a resource guide um but i want to put out a shorter more consolidated version to honor the communities that were violated by these bullshit ass tweets and in the next clip you've got i don't know i guess our letter to taylor um who i do think is going to continue doing the work i do think is taking the time to accept where they were wrong, how they were wrong, and is engaging with people who can call them into question for that. But we'll see, all right? Enjoy. To all our new followers, (laughs) welcome baby, peace.
1: Okay y'all, so here we are. Um, You've heard a lot of thoughts, a lot of opinions, um, and you're probably still feeling a little unsettled and a little frustrated. I wanted to pop on here and address what I think has kind of been the elephant in the room, which is, um, the way that Taylor apologized or the way that Taylor handled the situation, um, her silence now, and essentially, um, the lack of sympathy and empathy in the way that she, um, responded. So let's address that. It was not okay. It was very defensive. She centered herself in majority of it, which really discounted the hurt that she had caused to every single community, every single person that she offended in those tweets. It was wrong. Her apology, the way that she handled the situation was completely, possibly even more hurtful than the tweets themselves because it seemed as though she didn't understand she had done it seemed as though it was all about me i have done the work i'm doing the work i will continue to do the work great we love that we see that we acknowledge that that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the fact that your words have offended and have caused hurt and instead of um putting more weight on your apology you put more weight on the fact that people were attacking you when people dug up those tweets, I do believe that their intent was to harm you, was to um, silence you. And that also is not okay. But I think that there is a way to handle the situation that would have kind of um, not put out the fire, but would that, that wouldn't have not caused it to turn into an explosion. I know why taylor reacted the way that she did as black women as women of color as women in general um we often go into fight or flight mode when we are attacked that's what happened with taylor here she knew that people were out to get her and she knew that no one was going to be on her side so she had to buck up and say listen this is what I've done. These are the receipts. It, it wasn't the right way to do it. Um, I get going into f- fight or flight mode. I do that as well. I'm very, I'm a very independent woman. and I believe that Taylor is also a very independent woman. And that often shows itself in being very defensive and trying to um, protect ourselves. And we put on the shield that no one can harm us. And um, because Taylor knew that she had harmed other people, she knew that that was going to bounce back onto her. And she said, listen, you're not going to get me. I have this armor on and I'm here to say what I need to say. And I've done what I did. It's in the past. But this is where I am today. She needed to shed that armor. It needed to just come off and she needed to say, I don't need to say what she needs to say, because you guys know what what needed to be said. but the lack of empathy and understanding of taking a moment and really evaluating the weight of her words caused even more harm and that sucks. Um, So short and sweet, I know exactly why she reacted the way that she did. Was it the correct way to react? Absolutely not. Did it cause more harm and did it um, make the situation Even more problematic? 100%, absolutely. Is there still room for Taylor to grow and to recant her apology into something that is uh, more unifying and more rectifying um, in the aftermath of what's happened? For sure. I think that there is opportunity for healing, opportunity for growth in this situation. her apology everything about the way that she handled it the videos weren't great and that's unfortunate because she is someone that we have looked to in situations like this Um, but also we understand that she is not perfect and I know that she has said that on many occasions that she is not perfect so we just want to continue to hold her accountable for that Um, it wasn't the right way to go about it I've said that so many times But I just want that to be made clear that we, as the Black Chillerettes, myself and my Kayla, Vic and my, see that. And we want you to know that we see that and that we condemn that because sis, like get it together. Like she just needs to take a moment, breathe. It didn't happen. And now it's out there for all of us to see. And she's gotta do better. We're going to continue to hold her accountable and hold others accountable and that's it. That.
0: So that was just a little taste and uh, it definitely does not hit every single section or layer or piece of nuance or whatever the fuck. And I also want to pose this question. How are we all engaging in this work, right? When we come to talk about equity, liberation, justice, solidarity, are we engaging in that or is Taylor Nolan, or was Taylor Nolan, our sole end-all be-all of what this work should look like, right? As we question their means through their e- evolution and from where they, like from once they came. Are we actually involved in engaging with these communities and pursuing change, pursuing and making room for more people to realize that they were fucked up at some point or that they've made a mistake? Are we making room for that on a regular basis? Who are we following on Instagram? Do we know who Brittany Packnett Cunningham is? Do you really know about the work that Stacey Abrams has been doing? Are we involved with the indigenous communities? Do you know whose land you're standing on right now? I know I'm on Lenape's land, but do I know the history of the Lenape people? And what am I doing to reconcile with that fact? What am I doing to change that? Am I holding space for every disabled person that I know, not only in my life, but that exists beyond my own circle, beyond my own sphere of reference, my own atmosphere? Am I holding space for them in the ways in which they need? And if I am not, how am I going to change that? Same for the queer community that I myself am a part of, and I'm still not even out. I hope, I swear to God, I really hope my mama is not listening to this. (laughs) because my own fears for my own self-internalized hatred that comes from a community that has stepped on the necks of black trans women black lesbian women black women who are bisexual forever so i don't know what that question really was (laughs) but i do know that it's important to me and i hope that it is important to you because I know they're going forward. I'm ready to hold my good sisters and brethren and and non-binary folks of divine creation accountable for when harm is perpetuated against other disenfranchised minorities. But I do know that I have to make sure I have the capacity to come correct. Otherwise, I'm not serving the communities that I am meant to be centering especially for those of us who are at the root of these various intersections that allow our disenfranchisement and our oppression, and not we're allowing it, but um, our oppression is being forced upon us, forced down our throats because of where we live, because of the world we engage with, because of the people who have the power. Please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe and if you have more thoughts on this, hit us up in our DMs at the Black Chilorettes on Instagram. That is at T-H-E-B-L-C-K H oh shit. Did I spell it wrong? Alright, so go ahead and go to the info thing and, and let me know if I spelled it wrong. It's it's the black chilorets on Instagram. Once again, click on that details thing. It will tell you exactly where to go. I hope that you guys Feel centered, feel seen, feel supported. You know we don't stand with these tweets. Right? No matter when they were written, they are bullshit <laughs> back then and they were bullshit now and today, and they've caused harm in the most reckless ways possible, just because someone like the work or the the things that were being said by, you know, a biracial black woman. And that sucks. That blows dick. I'm still struggling, but I do know that my focus is centered on the equity change and the liberation for the communities who are being shackled down by this shitty ass white supremacist society we live in. It just so happens that we're talking about The Bachelor in process. We're investigating whiteness, right? Through our lens of blackness. So we can only do but so much look forward to holding space and talking with y'all again soon on our next recap episode till then we'll talk soon